Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, and welcome to Dwell, a Cersei homeschooling podcast for homeschooling moms by homeschooling moms. I'm Renee Mathis, and I'm your solo host today because my partner in crime, Karen Kern, is currently um, without a computer. So um, I'm handling it today all by myself, and we will look forward to having Karen back when we come back next time. But anyway, welcome, and um, we are recording this the first day of December, so perhaps by the time this airs, you will either be in the middle of all your Christmas preparations or winding them down, but um, either way, this tends to be a kind of a regrouping um, time of year for homeschool moms, and so we're excited about having some different special guests here on the podcast, and today, um, our special guest is my friend Michelle Taylor from the Dallas, Texas area. And Michelle and I first got to know each other when she joined the Gulf Coast Apprenticeship. And she stuck with me for three years and it was just a joy to work with her and to to work with her on becoming a teacher and and watching her grow and um, expand her writing skills and her teaching skills. And um, and just the friendship was the, the most wonderful blessing of all of that. But um, I thought of Michelle um, as a guest for today because we're going to be talking about homeschooling children with special needs and challenges. And this is something Michelle does beautifully. It's just a part of who she is as a mom and wife and um, teacher. And so I thought it would be fun to have a conversation about just kind of what her life looks like um, with this particular added um, extra benefit Um challenge. I'm sure there are a lot of different words we could use, but let's just go ahead and get started. And Michelle, tell us a little bit about your family and um, we'll just have a conversation. Welcome. Thank you, Renee. Thank you for having me. I am blessed by having you as a mentor and a friend. So um, just a little bit about my family is I have five children. My oldest is a 23-year-old girl. And then I have four boys still at home, um, a 16-year-old, 
um, a 15 year old, um, Noah, and he is, he has Down syndrome. And then my 12 year old is ADD and dyslexic. His name is Ryan. And then I have an eight year old boy that is um, named Jackson. So we are busy house full of boys right now. And we've been homeschooling. Um, we were talking about this earlier, I think for about 14 years. So boys have always been homeschooled and Mia, we started with Mia when she was around the second grade. Okay. Yeah. And um, I know you have, in addition to the Cersei apprenticeship, you also have been working with classical conversations. I think you said all but one year of your homeschooling life and journey um, and in a lot of different capacities. And we can talk about that. I know you said currently you're directing the challenge two level, but you've been working with a lot of the different other levels in the past years as well. Right. This year, the last two years, I've been um, tutoring challenge two and um, I have tutored other challenge levels. And I've also um, tutored, you know, from littles to 12, um, English grammar and writing down to just working on their memory work. So most years I've had some sort of role with classical conversations, um, mm -hmm. as helping out the community in ways that I can. So when, when Noah came along, um, you were already homeschooling at that point? Correct. We were um, just a few years in, just maybe only two years in, and uh, we had Noah. So that was um, Noah, uh, to remind everyone, he's the one with Down syndrome, and we did not know he was, had Down syndrome when he was born. Um, and he was born in December in the middle of the school year. So that kind of changed that year of school just a little bit. Sure. Came very busy uh, in the beginning with him and some of the needs he had. Mm -hmm. So that is one thing that I think I think as homeschoolers, this happens in different ways that we're thrown different things and we have to adjust and we can because we homeschool, but we sometimes put a lot of pressure on ourselves to still get everything done. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely something I've learned with having a special needs child is that um, you have to take care of your family and uh, school is sometimes can be secondary. There are lists and things you'd like to accomplish, but you kind of have to put some of those things on hold sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Did it ever, I mean, did it ever, did you ever question perhaps you and your husband or did people question you and, and act like, oh, well, of course you won't homeschool now because, you know, you've got this new challenge in your life. Or did you just think, okay, well, we're just going to roll with it and life might look different. Um, We are. I don't think with some of the other kids, we thought we wouldn't homeschool them. I, I did because in the beginning, it was a little, it was overwhelming to think of all, you know, everything that he might need and trying to organize that in my mind. And here in Texas, we have programs that starting from birth, they'll come to your house and they work with you, occupational therapy, speech therapy. So that was a huge blessing for us from age one to three. And then you have the decision whether you put them into the school system at age three and integrate them. Um, and so we did do that and not with the intention of keeping him there, but thinking this could be a possibility. Maybe they, the school system could help since he had extra needs. Um, but we quickly just realized that it was going to be difficult to keep him integrated with the family in the way that we had become accustomed to as a homeschooling family. 
Um, so he was only in the school system for a year and that was um, like a half a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had kids that wanted, because when you're going to school in a pre-K three-year-old program, it's lots of fun and crafts and so Austin started wanting to go to school and I want to go do crafts all day. And you probably didn't and, expect that to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, and we, we quickly realized we just wanted him with us. Like we wanted our other children. And, and that was something I learned is that he was just like our other children. We had some special needs that we call, you know, we say special needs, I think, all of our children have probably some special needs, right? Uh, he just had a few more that we're just not accustomed to. And so I just um, had to get used to serving those needs and learning about them. So he was just out of the house for a year and we just decided to keep him home. And I know there, I've spoken to some other families, not everyone makes that decision, mm-hmm. but um, I would encourage that he is a um, joy that um, I'm not sure um, you can even explain it without, you know, being around a Down syndrome children uh, much. And I think that um, all the kids with special needs have something really special to offer. So, Right. Well, and that's, like you said, all children are different. They're gifts in their own way. They're they're image bearers of our creator. And um, it might show up differently, but... I love that you've got you've got the perspective now and the wisdom to kind of look back and and see what you did and you know maybe you would do it again maybe you wouldn't but it sounds like y'all have managed to really just adapt and kind of fold them into everything going on um did did you have a special curriculum for him or special educational goals that you were working on or did he just kind of tag along with the others he at first he he did he tagged along a lot um with us i think um having a really strong uh, church community and um homeschool community has really helped and um cc especially because they repeat and do memory work for so many years he was doing the same things with his brothers which was a real blessing for him to be able to be included and then with all the kids as um, that came after him, he was. It was kind of like having twins for a year or two with him, and so we could do the same things for a couple years. Um, so he repeated a lot um, of things. So I hadn't. I did not start any kind of really formal curriculum for him until very recently. He's fifteen, and I think. The spectrum for children with Down syndrome, the more I, I look and see is their cognitive abilities. It's it's just a really broad range. You know, they could have them up, you know, from four anywhere to, you know, an 11 year old. And so I think parents, especially with Down syndrome, need to be very patient and realize you hear stories about kids that have Down syndrome children that live on their own or they get married. You have, I've even heard of some that thrive. Wow. Um, And that's not all, that's definitely, I don't see that as the norm. Um, So I would encourage parents to, um, to know that, that those are really special and sweet, amazing stories, but I don't think that's the norm. And to just like you have probably talked about on your podcast, the comparisons can be helpful, but can also be very discouraging. So the same thing goes with 
children with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. I think about the Chesterton when he talks about the how children have that vitality of doing things again, do uh-huh. it again. Um, just like the Lord brings up the sun every day. I heard that quote when I was um, pretty young and I think of it often. And with the children with Down syndrome, I think that's even more so is that his ability to do things over and over again and not be bored with them is amazing. (laughs) And so it does take a lot of that to us. It can become numbing. So, so just remember that he just needs it again and again and again. So um, we're still, he has done with um, Jackson when he did his phonics and kindergarten readings um, stuff. We did that together and we're still doing that kind of same types of things. Mm-hmm. And I can say at 15, I told my husband, um, I told him this when he was little, I wasn't sure he was going to talk because it just seemed like we weren't going to be able to put the words together. And now that we, most people can understand him, even with, with his mouth appliances he has right now um, for his teeth. And I felt the, I have felt the same way about his reading. Um, and this, this year, I feel for the first time, like, oh, I think, I think we're going to be able to read simple books. And that's, that's my goal for him right now. And, you know, so those goals change over time and um, can seem excruciatingly slow with a children with cognitive disabilities. And you're very, you become very aware of um, how complex some of the things that humans do uh-huh. actually are when you have to break them down into such small steps little little tiny bites yeah yeah but well i mean but like you said the lord is growing you <laughs> in patience uh, yes and yes. strength and um and and your ability to rise to the challenge of what noah needs and I love how you mentioned um, your church community and your homeschool community. Are, are there other kinds of support that have been valuable to you along this this road? I think that those that God has brought a lot of great resources to me. And if I was to change something, it would be to be more willing, actually, to accept help faster. Um, so. And a lot of it has actually been with my son that has um, dyslexia. It was for some reason um, slower to accept help for some of his needs until I, I really thought I think this may be common with other homeschool moms. Just this kind of end of, I can do this fortitude. I'm going to power through. And um, I think it was when he was nine and we were still sounding out three little words that I just hit, you know, what am I going to do? I, I don't know if we're going to be able to get past this. And every reading lesson was tears. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I had had, um, a friend that I, um, worked out with whose wife was a dyslexia specialist and she had offered, um, to help, but I didn't know her very well. And I had, you know, I just had that idea that I could do this. And when I finally did reach out to her, it was, it was actually pretty life-changing for him and for us. So, um, her, she worked on with him through a program that the Scottish Rite 
puts out called Take Flight. And that's here in Texas. But I know there are other programs out there for your listeners that are live in different areas. But if you, I would just say, if you feel like you've just hit a wall to to get help, I can remember sitting at my computer, like just tears. Because the re- when you start researching something in detail, it, it gets pretty overwhelming because there is a lot out there. Right. Especially for dyslexia. Well, that's a good reminder, though, just just for any any homeschool mom with any situation, we're all going to we all come up against those walls or those those challenges. And you're right. When we finally sit back and go, oh, okay, I can't do this all by myself. (laughs) I do. Maybe maybe there is someone out there who I could turn to. And yeah, I mean, I had the same same with my kids when you finally realize, okay, I think I've hit rock bottom in this area and and need to turn and get some help. Um, Yeah, thank Mm -hmm. you. That is a really good reminder. Um, we mentioned when we were talking before we sat down to officially start, um, there is a well-known book by Cheryl Swope. We were talking about resources, um, Simply Classical. Uh, it's called A Beautiful Education for Every Child. And yes. you mentioned you like that book too. So from your perspective, um, how was that particular book helpful? Um, that book, um, I ca- actually came across that book after I had um, read um, like Norms and Nobility and some other much more difficult books on classical education. Um, so one thing I really love about that book, I think it's great for anyone, even if you do not have a special needs child. It's just a very lovely and simple way of digesting classical education. I think it's a great first read for mm-hmm. those just entering in. Um, but it also... Um, Cheryl Swope, I've heard her speak. She's just just has the sweet um, spirit and heart for these kids with special needs that she's raised and for helping other people. She's encouraging and the book is also very practical in some of the ways that um, she talks about things and um, just encourages you to show your children, no matter what kind of needs they have, beautiful things, true things, lovely Mm -hmm. things. And so... It was encouraging. And she also offers um, curriculum that um, I have used parts of um, through Memoria Press. And she, and she even has um, pacing. So she'll take, um, she has taken some of the Memoria Press, some of the things they do and some of the memory work they do, and she has slowed it down. Oh, that's helpful. Um, so for um, kids with special needs. Um, the pacing for my son, the pacing is still fast, but I did learn from her um, and some of the ways she does things, how to accommodate my child. So one of the things that Memorial Press uses is Rod and Staff. It's a very straightforward, no frills math curriculum, um, but it has tons and tons of practice sheets. So that has worked well for Noah and you can buy the practice sheets. So if I need to do it again, the next year, I can just do the practice sheets again. And so just some of her suggestions and tips are, have been really helpful um, through uh, Memoria Press. I know you can go to their website and um, she's got some blog posts that she's written for them. And if I can find the one I'm thinking about, I'll put it on our our Facebook group page for the, the Dwell Facebook group. But it was a, she was telling the story of teaching an art lesson or a painting study, perhaps, um, to a group of Down syndrome children. 
and and the story of how they responded to the beauty in front of them and 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 got it mm-hmm. right you know and we think that god made us to receive and appreciate beauty and mm-hmm. you can do that on any level and so it was really really beautiful that's a good resource thank you um yeah you can sign up on you can get those catalogs for free online mm-hmm. um and she always has um articles in the catalog that relate to special needs children the simply classical catalog that's a good when you go to memory press yeah thank you I, and i like how they like you said it's teaching you how to teach at the same time because you can learn from how she's broken things down yeah apply that other places um any other resources that um specifically for down syndrome i'll touch on that um there there was a book called whole child reading uh it's kind of a long name a quick start guide to teaching students with down syndrome and other developmental delays it's by natalie hale and it kind of uses the uh, approach of um flashcards children with down syndrome are gifted visually they typically learn better visually. So it touches on some of the flashcards, uh, flashing uh, like sight words, basically, mm-hmm. and helping them to get kind of a kickstart in reading in that way. So um, Noah has been able to do simple books using flashcards. So a book will have mostly the sight words in it. And so we, will, we would flash those words um, right before we read the book. So it's a way to give them success in reading a book mm-hmm. um, while still late. I would say they still need would learn phonics using a phonics program. But that is um, as really can be really slow because you think about um, holding the first sound, even in a three letter word to get to that last sound and remembering the first sound and the middle sound. And it's just much, much slower. Um, with phonics for children with Down syndrome. That's been my experience with my son. It's just, you can't, he can't hold a lot of, for many, many years, he couldn't hold that first letter by the time we got to the third. And so that has been really helpful. And we've been able to have success in reading until we can kind of, we've gotten to where we can start to sound out words. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Um, yeah, so that book was really helpful, and she has some resources um, in, in that book. It's very practical again. So as far as dyslexia, um, The Gift of Dyslexia, that book was very, very encouraging to me. It kind of helps me helped me understand what my son was seeing and understand dyslexia um, more than he well, I'll say Andrew Pudawa has a um, um, a talk, and uh, maybe I'll send that to you so you can link it. He did a talk on dyslexia and kind of talks about like a true dyslexic that can actually is flipping things in their minds and manipulating things versus, you know, some, a delayed reader. Okay. So um, he, that talk does a good job of kind of trying to determine if your kid is what's going on with their reading. Um, so I'll try to track that down. Thank you. But, um, that book was super useful. And then there's a website called homeschooling with dyslexia. 
that I just get her emails. And if the title is something that I am interested in, I'll read it. I do not read everything she puts out. So, but it's been helpful because she has several children with dyslexia. So you've been able to see progress then with, um, was it Jackson or Ryan? Ryan. Ryan. Yes. When my, um, she became, who became a friend, acquaintance who became a, a, a dear friend, started working with him. Um, she is dyslexic. So her ability to be patient with his rabbit trails and mm-hmm. incorporate all of his um, distractions into what she was doing was amazing. And he, um, I would say he is, he's not a, a great fast reader, but he will pick up a book now and read on his own. He's doing challenge A this year and he has read all the books so far. We're, um, we're a huge audible family, um, mostly because of him, which I say has been a blessing, but it's hard to wean them off of audible when you have a child that doesn't want to read. And so that has been a huge step that I told him I really wanted him to read the books and he has done that. So that's great. Yes. So I'm curious, what are your thoughts as far as I can imagine that I've heard this from a, from another homeschool mom recently as well. It, when we put a label on their particular challenge or, or need, is that helpful? Is it, I think maybe to some with who are just now coming up with that up against this, it can be a little scary to say, you know, my child is this or has this label attached to this, this particular challenge. Um, and and maybe it's hard to explain to other people, or maybe it's helpful to to put a label on it. What what do you think? What are your thoughts on on that? So when we you mentioned this, uh, the thoughts started going through my head in our pre conversation. Um, I for Ryan in particular, him knowing that he's dyslexic has been helpful, um, because he was so frustrated and so aware of the fact that he wasn't good at this specific thing he's um he's very competitive and he is very gifted um you know athletically and in many areas so this was especially frustrating for him and just talking about it um was something that i think i did fit pretty well and that part of that was just through wisdom from others And, you know, just talking about the people who have dyslexia, the giftings that God gives people with dyslexia and um, that the book that I mentioned, The Gift is Dyslexia, really did help me see it as a gift. And um, Mia told him when she first found out and I had a conversation with her, she was like, he is so lucky. (laughs) And so, and she told him that she's like, Ryan, I wish I had what you have. You're so, you know, so creative. And so it was a blessing for, for him, I think, and for us, but I I do see how it can make others anxious. And um, I do think sometimes we, we can over label, like, you know, there's a lot of things we can label, like Noah won't walk on certain things. He's got a certain sensitivity to textures. Could I have that diagnosed? Probably. But let's just try to walk on as many things as we can and get over it. So, um, but for him, I think it's useful. 
And for us, just talking about Noah Down syndrome as well, mm-hmm. helping our kids understand and not being afraid to say, okay, he has this and it's going to come up. Right. Yeah. You know, I think if we talk about it beforehand as a family, it's better because it will eventually be something they realize. Right. So how has that worked as far as incorporating Noah in, in your just regular everyday family activities? Like, I mean, I know homeschool families are busy and you, you probably go a lot of places and do a lot of things and whether it's sports or scouts or church trips or summer camp, I mean, how do y'all incorporate Noah into these things? So, um, yeah, he's just, just usually a part of our family. We probably do go, we, especially when he was younger, once he could walk, away from us we, we we went out less as far as activities and field trips just because he was a wanderer and whether or not you have a child with special needs some families just you know you just have the kid that takes off right and so um but with him especially because he could he wouldn't be able to communicate much if he took off um we did we were careful with with going on field trips and things like that but um but we did just when we, we just always went places of family, even, you know, so we just did less because it what could become stressful. But as a family, we just start our day and there have been years on better. You guys talk about morning time. That's where we started mm-hmm. so that we just do everything that we can together, do memory work together. And because my kids do need so much individual attention, we there are so many things we can't do. I would love the one room schoolhouse type idea, but the dynamics in my family don't make that very possible. So I try to put as much as I can in those mornings. Mm-hmm. And then he tags along, you know, to the kids, we sports and he has his own um, angel sports league. Mm-hmm. Um, that's special needs kids, um, baseball. And, um, and again, the church and CC communities have just been a huge blessing because they embrace Noah you know, and love him. And he's getting ready to have his 15th birthday party. And we're going to have about 70 people Oh my goodness. because everybody loves Noah. And we're letting him for the very first time, invite all of his people and his people. What's amazing about us, Noah is he does not care how old you are. He does not care if you're three and he does not care if you're 50. Uh-huh. You, if you're his person, you're invited. And oh. so. I would love to see a picture of that party. You need to see see a picture of all those people. Yes. So we told him his 15th birthday was the year that he gets his, his birthday party Mm -hmm. with all of the people he wants to invite. And when's that taking place? That's December 10th. Okay. Oh, it's coming up. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, everyone at Dwell wishes Noah a happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Oh but God. I don't know if I answered your your question. He um he just comes with us everywhere we go, and like, that is an answer, of course. Yeah, I mean that's the beauty of homeschooling. I love it. It's that we have the freedom to to incorporate and work around you know, all these different things. Um, any kind of final thoughts or, or encouragement? I mean, I'm sure you, you get asked a lot of advice type questions from other moms. Um, what's your go-to or what do you, what do you like to remind everybody? My go-to for um, 
those who um, feel like they're struggling is God is good all the time. Mm. And just faith in a sovereign um, God is where I try to turn when I'm anxious. And um, I've gotten better by, by being quicker to do that and being quicker to go to in prayer before I get there. Um, I would say I've learned to be um, more prayerful and um, encourage moms just to rest in the Lord and his goodness. Um, he does not give us more than we can handle. And having an older um, daughter, it was um, who we went through some things. It wasn't always easy. You just see God's hand mm -hmm. and we don't always get to see it. And we don't always understand that resting that he is a good God. Mm -hmm. So those are good reminders for all of us, no matter what our challenges are. And um, Michelle, I know I've, I've always thought of you ever since I met you as you are a very strong person. Um, physically, you're an athlete and you inspire me and encourage me as far as, you know, training and strength training. And so um, whenever I see Bible verses about strength, I always think of you. And oh. today in, in my reading this morning, um, I came across this verse and it's Psalm 59, uh, 17 talking to God, oh, my strength, I will sing praises to you, for you, oh God, are my fortress, the God who shows me steadfast love. And if that's true for us, it's also true that he is showing steadfast love to our children. And I thank you for reminding us today about um, no matter what our children look like or what they're faced with, they have the same resource that we do and the same fortress to turn to. So, Michelle, thank you for, for being here and sharing your story with us. Um, for those of you all listening, I'll um, put a reminder up on our Facebook group. If you want to share some questions with Michelle, I'll make sure she gets them and I will pass them along. And so until next time, here's to home. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.